Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, welcome along to the following on podcast from uh, TalkSport 2. Coming to you uh, after the first T20 international between the West Indies and England in Barbados. And it was a big win for the home side. The West Indies getting off to an absolute flyer, winning by nine wickets with 17 balls to spare. But that doesn't really tell the tale. The West Indies won the toss and elected to bowl and bowl well they did. England bowled out for 103 in 19 overs and four balls. Jason Holder taking his T20 international best of four for seven. Sheldon Cottrell weighing in with two for 30 from four overs as England only managed to post 103 all out. Chris Jordan top scoring with 28. Adil Rashid with 22. No one else passed uh, 20. Owen Morgan 17. James Vince got 14. So England only had four men in double figures. Um, it was a uh, difficult um, batting performance. Gareth Batty, former England spinner, alongside me at the moment, along with uh, Jared Kimber and Steve Harmison. Um, let's uh, let's get Harmy's thoughts first up, though, on the um, batting uh, card from England. I tell you what, let's let's, uh, let's go to to Gareth um, while we while Steve just joins us in a second. Um, Gareth, from, from an England point of view, how well did the West Indies bowl? And how much of it was a combination of England not batting terribly well? And how much of it was a pitch that actually did quite a bit early doors? I suppose everything, all of the above that you just mentioned. Um, I I think uh, Cottrell and Holder did start very nicely. They swung the ball a little bit. But the fact the pitch had a little bit of inconsistent bounce and a little bit of variable uh, pace, you wouldn't say that was unplayable. But it needed possibly a few more balls. It needed a bit more 
assessment than what we 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 possibly afforded it. Um, very easy to say in hindsight, obviously. But if you look at their attack further down, so if you look at who's going to come in with um, the young left-arm spinner, Hoyson, uh, Shepard, Smith, Pollard, Allen, not as much threat further down. So don't lose those wickets up front, which goes against everything that England have been so successful with. But if you just play in one fashion and you don't adapt to uh, the circumstance, the atmosphere, the pitch conditions in front of you, sometimes you found wanting. And today that was the case. Now, this is not about ripping it up and scrapping what we do. We just sometimes need to swallow up a few more balls and use our skill. There's some wonderful skill in our top three, four even. Roy Banton, Vince Alley. They can all afford to take 10 balls and not score a run. And by the end of their innings, if they face 30 balls, they're all going to strike at 120, 130. They have wonderful hitting ability. Sometimes if it doesn't happen from ball one, you just have to soak it up a bit. But um, it wasn't to be today. Uh, You know, those guys shouldn't be worried about it. They'll go out and play um, again tomorrow, hopefully. Can I just actually, let's wind the clock back even further. Bearing in mind that England have only been in the West Indies for a week. They've had one... Um, warm-up game, which they won pretty convincingly. Um, from that point of view, how much of this is, is almost feels like an early season game in the fact that sometimes things do go a bit wrong and actually it's now how they adjust and how they react to what's happened today in tomorrow's second game? Uh, there were certain uh, periods of play where you would have suggested that. Uh, certain periods we looked a little bit rusty in certain aspects. Um, uh, but I think for most of these guys, they've been playing cricket and they play cricket year-round. Uh, lots of them like to take time out as opposed to continually practicing all the time. So um, you've got to get up to speed. And uh, 2020 cricket is a very unforgiving format of the game. If you if you get it wrong quite often, there's not a lot of middle ground. You either look amazing or you look poor. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be too. I'll tell you what, different. let's have a listen in with Jason Holder. He's speaking with Mark Butcher. Yeah, it just feels good to perform for the team. Um, it was a tough series, the last one we had against Ireland. You know, myself personally was really happy with my performance. But it's good to bounce back this way, you know. We've always talked about it in the dressing room, you know, being able to bounce back and, you know, just face adversity front on. Um, you know, so I'm really pleased with the effort that each and every individual put up today. The, uh, the bounce you got, did that surprise you? I know you know this ground uh, exceptionally well, but even you must have been surprised at the way the ball carried through in, that, uh, in those early exchanges. Yeah, I was happy to see the ball go through the way it did. Um, you know, in the Caribbean these days, sometimes you know you struggle to see the ball go through to that, but I just hope that it remains consistent. I think it, consistency is the key for us in terms of our pe- uh, pitch preparation, and I was really happy with what, what we had today, and hopefully it, become, oh, it stays the same. Backed up extremely well by the fielders as well. Yeah, it was outstanding. Uh, we had a, a really perfect day, to, um, to be honest. Um, it's not much I can really pinpoint that we did wrong. I guess the challenge for us is being consistent and repeating it tomorrow. Yeah, t- tomorrow. No, uh, no real rest for you. The body's feeling fine. There's only four overs for you. You can bowl all day. Well, um, yeah, I know it's the main thing. You know, I'm up for it. You know, I think the schedule is what it is. You know, we've got a hectic schedule this year, and you know, just about managing yourself, recovering well, and you know, being up for each and every challenge. Okay. Well, perfect start for you in this five-match series. Uh, your ma- player of the match, uh, Jason Holder. Well done. That's right. Fantastic. Mark Butcher with uh, Jason Holder, and that must be the biggest no-brainer for uh, player of the match. After he uh, produces uh, those numbers, uh, four for seven, he uh, managed to uh, record with his uh, bowling spell. Let's hear Owen Morgan now in conversation with Butch. On a wicket two, um, two or three days ago. So again, West Indies, you know, the, dominated the game early on. We lost early wickets. We, we didn't seem to adapt well enough in running, which is what you have to do when challenged like that with with 
I suppose, movement and a bit of bounce. So we'll have to come back tomorrow, fresh game plan, try and execute it better because I think conditions have, have a chance of being very similar. Yeah, I know you're not one for making excuses, but you mentioned it there. Once you saw that bounce in the first couple of overs, was there a case of sort of get that message out, try and see off the, the new ball in the power play and maybe bring back your, your par score to something like 130 or 140? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was something that we spoke about pre-game uh, when we come to the West Indies, probably more so um, in Barbados and, and probably one other island um, in St. Lucia. A little bit more bounce. The only thing we found tricky today wasn't that consistent. Um, but again, trying to get that mindset around risk-reward, we found a challenge today. Hopefully we'll come back better tomorrow and, and rectify that. Clearly you've got uh, players in there who have ambitions to be a major part of, of your T20 setup going forward. Um, what do you say to, to guys like that after, after a day like that? I know you're very keen always to accentuate the positive, go out there and play your own game. Are there, there harsh lessons to be learned there or is that something you just go do it better next time? I think it's the nature of international cricket. You get tested, you, you get you know um, exposed in, in certain areas throughout the whole of your career. There's some guys that are just starting and this will be their first challenge. Mm. I'd be encouraging them to stay as positive as possible. You know, we, you see past that first six, seven overs today, regardless of the strike rate you might have had, and you know conditions did get better. So there is that light at the end of the tunnel, um, but certainly a challenge that we need to, to get better at. You know, you were supposed to cheer up the England fans after the Ashes, don't you? <laughs> come out here expecting to see uh, the number one side in the world go about their business they, they don't have to worry the next four games yeah here we're trying we always get great support in the West Indies um, you know t today we had a huge amount of fans in the ground it's, it's great that they came encourage them to come back you know we're playing Sunday next Saturday Sunday and then again midweek and Wednesday so we hope to play better cricket in those opportunities um, and hope to do them proud okay right thanks Owen thanks for thank you to see you tomorrow Owen Morgan speaking with uh, Mark Butcher after the, uh, the game uh, we'll get the thoughts of uh, Barry Wilkinson in a moment as well. We'll bring in Jared Kimber and uh, Gareth Batty as well. As, um, actually, I just want to raise something here, uh, Gareth. Uh, Owen Morgan, before the toss, was talking about having a look at players and, and trying different combinations out over the course of, of this series. He's just said there about the, the slightly different conditions maybe that they've encountered today than what they're expecting. Does that maybe suddenly then change their thinking? Because they might have had a little idea of what they were already planning for tomorrow, but they've just seen the pitch do this. Are they maybe England changing their thinking ever so slightly now? You would hope not. You would hope that um, they went into the series with, a, with an outcome goal. And if that is to look at certain individuals, uh, you can only assess them on the surfaces that they're playing on, but you still need to assess those individuals or else you're not going to get the outcome that you required from from this period of time. So for me, you've got to stick to your guns and, and stay strong. And I certainly don't think selection was a problem today. Absolutely not. Um, they're all our sort of next cabs off the rank, for want of a better expression. It just didn't quite work. I, I, I think you, it is as simple as that. Right, well, let's bring in uh, Barry Wilkinson, our uh, West Indian commentator, at this point, because we're obviously looking at it from an England point of view, slightly deflated. Uh, Barry, what a what a f opening to this series from the West Indian point of view. Um, every island's going to be bouncing up and down after that performance. 
Yeah, you want to see it, though, in a bit more consistent fashion. And I think that Jason Holder hit the nail on the head when he said, we don't just want this to be a one-off. We want this to be something consistent because that has been the issue with the West Indies, their, their lack of consistency. And the, the reputation of a lot of these players are at stake. Holder's won because people have been saying, here it is, the West Indies have got supposedly one of the best all-rounders in the world and he's just not performing or he's doing it in shadows. He has to be more consistent and I think that today is a step in the right direction. Uh, he got four for 17 when he played against Pakistan in August, did not make the World Cup squad, and many people were surprised. Then there was an injury, he got into the team, and he didn't look his best at the Cricket World Cup, but who did? So, you know, he's, he's back in the side now, looking to stake a claim in this 11, and I think he did that today. He's trying to build his reputation to be a more consistent T20 player. Puran has got a lot to prove, the captain's got a lot to prove, so this series, to me, is going to be about the player living up to their big IPL reputations or franchise reputations which they have not done for the West Indies in terms of what we're likely to see then going forward from the the West Indies we just heard Owen Morgan we just mentioned it there about England are going to have to uh, try and tinker it around they're going to try and have a look at a few combinations during the Ireland one day international series the West Indies kept the same squad do you, do you think it's going to be a settled approach from Kyron Pollard and the management for maybe the first couple of games of this series? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Odin Smith today. He only bowled one over. Perhaps they might be thinking about rotating Smith, uh, rotating Sheldon Cottrell, not bowl them into the ground, but just uh, have their plays a bit uh, more in a rotated fashion. We've still got a lot of cricket to be played. Right after this series, the West Indies head to India uh, for also a T20 and a 50-over series. And you heard Jason Holder speak about what the management is going to be like of their bodies, the management is going to be like of uh, their cricket over the next couple of weeks. So you, you don't want to play everyone every week. You want to ensure that someone is going to get a week off to get some rest. So this is the, the squad that they'll be looking for. They wouldn't want to do too much tinkering before the Cricket World Cup in, in, uh, I think it's in October and I think they're going to keep this squad and keep it as going as long as possible to see what is going to be the best combination when they do reach the T20 World Cup in October. Uh, Jared Kimber, our analyst, I'm sure has got some uh, insights with uh, some of the numbers. Um, what did you make of um, what we've seen then, Jared? I, I think it's always important when you see one T20 game to actually understand the sort of fluky nature of it. So th that game's basically decided on the first four wickets. Jason Roy got a knee-high full toss. It did swing, and it was fast, but it was a knee-high full toss. He probably backs himself to hit that nine times out of ten. Uh, James Vince got a half-tracker outside off stump, somehow found the field. Again, probably backs himself there. Moen Ali got a full ball outside off stump that probably gets him out one out of a hundred times. There was a lot of talk about the bounce and how they didn't handle it, but realistically, three of those first four wickets went from not particularly good deliveries and a little bit of luck there. You have to factor that in. So I think West Indies specifically, they'll be going, okay, we've won this game and that's important, but did we bowl the best in, in the environment? Jason Holder probably did. Sheldon Culture probably didn't. How did we go at the death? We still struggled at the death, even though England didn't have anything left. And England should be looking at that going... That's not going to happen to our top order. You know, that shouldn't happen to our top order again in this series. They're going to have to get us out from here on in. And I think those are important things. If I was working for either of those sides, that's what I'd be pushing. On the West Indies side, I'd be saying, look, we could have actually bowled better here. And on the England side, I'd be saying, that's probably not going to happen again. The one obvious thing from a batting point of view, we were very uh, on the front foot. We were trying to run down the pitch. We were trying to meet the ball. 
there's a lot of bounce in the pitch. Get deep in the crease. Let the ball travel further. These guys are super skillful. I think if they'd have let the ball travel further and not gone at the ball quite as much, they maybe would have found it a little bit easier. But uh, as I say, it's very easy to say when you you sat off the field and you're not in the heat of battle because it was a good plan. And you would say it's a good plan as a rule to tall bowlers to get down the pitch because they always have the bounce. So put a bit more uh, sort of momentum on the ball. But I think just on this occasion with the tennis ball bounce and it being indifferent, possibly hanging back, uh, might have been a better approach. In terms of um, going forward then, look, we're only one one day, if you like, one day of work into this, Jared. I mean, what did you pick up? What did you note that maybe England can look to, to work on? I really, I, I don't think there's that much for them to work on because I... I I think there was a fluky element to being just, well, being four wickets down so quickly. Jason Holder's not going to be four for seven. J- Jason Holder's not a great power play bowler. I think the important thing for England to know is something that Bats mentioned earlier is that in the second half of the innings, uh, they really don't have a great death bowler in this lineup. They're not even sure who they've gone for. They didn't throw the ball to Odeon Smith again. Fabian Allen ended up being their death bowler. That means if England don't lose early wickets again, that they're in a very good position against this West Indies team. So they might just, because of the pitch, go, do you know what? We'll knock it around a little bit more in the power play than we usually would. We don't have maybe quite the long batting lineup we have at other times, and then we can really punish the West Indies at the other end, which isn't their natural game plan, but on these kind of wickets against this kind of bowling lineup, might work. Well, delighted to say that uh, Liam Dawson is joining us uh, from the England camp uh, after the game. Liam, thank you very much for uh, joining us here on the following on podcast. Um, your initial thoughts after the, that game? It was it was a strange old game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's always disappointing to lose. Um, but as I said, we obviously didn't get enough runs on the board. It was a, it was a tough pitch throughout. Um, but we get another opportunity tomorrow to put that right and, and learn from tonight. Were you surprised, I mean, sort of so early on to suddenly see so much carry and bounce? I mean, you did play at the ground in the warm-up game the other day. Did it play particularly different to, to how that, that particular pitch did? Yeah, it's probably a little bit worse um, tonight. Uh, as I said, we, we didn't get enough runs on the board. Um, you know, 120, 130 on that wicket could have been a, you know, a different game. So, as I said, learn from it and uh, move on to tomorrow night. From a, from a bowler's point of view, is it a case of, look, we've seen what they've done, do we try and replicate it? Or is it a case of, right, let's stay with our own skills and our game plan because we, we know we've got enough quality within the camp to, to cause them trouble? No, definitely. I mean, we always talk about sticking to your strengths individually and um, you probably don't need to get too funky on a pitch like that. You know, it's you know if you're looking to, as a spin bowl, looking to hit the spark, hit the stumps um, at a good pace, um, you know, the wicket can, can do a lot of the work for you. Hi, Doss. It's Bats, uh, thousands of miles Hello, away in the cold. Um, are you expecting the next um, four games to be similar surfaces to that? Oh, I think so. I think historically it, it spins a little bit here. Um, they might be a little bit better. Um, but, you know, we're going to have to wait and see that it looks the same sort of pitch tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, we've just got to adapt probably a little bit quicker than what we did today and we've got some more runs on the board. Well, I thought you bought beautifully today, my friend. I've got one bit of advice for you. Do not buy a lottery ticket tonight because I don't think the gods <laughs> are with you. I thought you should have had far more wickets in the bag, pal. Yeah, it's, that's T20. I mean, you're gonna you can bowl worse than that and, and pick up three or four, you know, caught on the boundary. But you know, I've played enough cricket now to to understand how the game works, and you know, hopefully, if I play tomorrow night, I can get a few wickets maybe. Very best of luck, pal.
Thanks, Bats. Yeah, I mean, four, four overs, naught for 12. Um, going at an economy rate of three and a T20 international. Uh, on the face of that, you'd be absolutely delighted with that, wouldn't you, Liam? Yeah, of course. It's, you know, it's something I pride myself on, you know, is, is looking at my economy in, in T20 cricket. Obviously, as, you know, you don't have much mystery as a finger spinner. So, yeah, as I said, I try and keep things very simple. Um, I'm a very simple cricketer and hopefully, you know, I can pick up some wickets as, as, as the series goes on, potentially. I know it's not your job in terms of team management and everyone's availability. Obviously, there's been Liam Livingston who's been struggling with illness. Do we know whether the squad will be sort of everyone available to pick for tomorrow, Liam, at this stage? I have no idea, to be honest. Um, I guess I'll just wait and see tomorrow. Liam, thank you very much for joining us so soon after the game. Really do appreciate your time for joining us here on TalkSport no 2. Uh, Liam Dawson joining us from the, the England dressing rooms. And uh, we, uh, we do thank you time. Uh, Steve Harmison is with us on the podcast here as well at this point. Um, Harmy, your thoughts on that one. We, we started the evening so positive, so, so full of life. And unfortunately, from an England point of view, it, that sort of ran out pretty quickly. Yeah, it did run out pretty quickly. I think the wicket, the big wicket was, was Jason Roy. I think when you look at England's batting unit, you've got Banton going in first with Jason. Then you've got James Vince. I think Roy was a huge wicket. I think on this sort of surface, you've got two young players or two inexperienced players coming in behind it. Um, it's not the same crash-bang-wallop batting unit that England have had that makes them the best team in the world. And like Jared mentioned just that little bit earlier, new ball bowler in, in Jason Holder. I think because Jason Roy went so early in the game, that there wasn't a chance to sort of have a go at Holder and that fuller length, taking the ball away. He would have been beautiful. Jason Roy would have opened up the offside and he'd have fancied himself if he had batted another 10, 12 balls to, to enjoy facing somebody like Jason Holder on this surface. But it wasn't meant to be. The whole day was, was a poor day for England. Yeah, full stop. They didn't get enough runs on the board. I thought they were slightly sloppy in the field. I'm not going to criticise the bowlers because when you've only got 103 runs on the board, yeah, you're trying to take wickets and it didn't happen. But I thought I thought everything about the West Indies, all three facets, I thought the fielding was fantastic. I thought the new ball bowling was uh, was excellent. They got the ball to swing, put the ball in good areas. Um, and their batting was not like, not West, not West Indian-like. I thought it was thoughtful. I thought it was disciplined. Um, and I thought they played the situation very, very well, um, especially big Brandon King. Um, I know you've been prowling around the place. It, do we have any confirmation yet as to um, regarding the pitch for the second game? Are we, are we, do we know? Are we going to be using this one again or is there a, a fresh pitch uh, available for, for tomorrow? I'm just thinking that if it's this one again, then England will, will certainly amend their plans for the second match from what Owen Morgan was saying at the, uh, the presentation ceremony. Well, as I look over my shoulder, Macca, and I'm sitting right behind right behind the surface and it's just watered it's absolutely soaking wet so it it is being watered whether that's got anything to do with um trying to get some more life and more consistency in it i'm not so sure the groundsman's watered there was three pitches to uh, two pitches to the the left of the, of the um of the surface they've just been watered the actual ground there, the pitch that we've just been played on is being watered and the other two pitches on the other side it looks as though they're about to be watered so my guess is as good as yours whether they're going to play on this this wicket or not it looks as though they're rolling the one which is further further to the commentary boxes left which is makes the the Greenwich and handstand 
next to the Garfield Sober stand. A very, very short boundary if they decide to play on that one tomorrow. The talk was the surface was a lot better two nights ago when they played the warm-up game against the Barbados eleven, A lot truer. The ball came onto the bat a lot better uh, and it was easier to score on, hence the way Jason Roy played. But I thought, do you know what? If I was the West Indies, I would play on a surface like this because it, it negates all the, you know, the, the big shot players that England have got, the power players that England have got. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think it plays, it plays more into the, the West Indies' hands. Depending, obviously, on Liam Livingston and his illness being available or not, do you say, right, well, OK, you were our best 11 for the first game. It's a very quick turnaround. Let's give it a, a go again, because, as I mentioned with Gareth Batty earlier, you know, it is the first game of a, of a tour that's only a few days old. You know, may, maybe a couple of guys needed just a little bit of a run out to get, to get some mileage into the legs. Do you, do you turn it around and say, right, let's go same again for tomorrow, but maybe just a tweak of the tactics with the 11? Or, or do you see Owen Morgan maybe rolling a couple of changes? I'd like to see England make a couple of changes. I'd like to see England give the majority of the players that are out here a game. We covered the South Africa series not long ago, Macker, and mm. England played the same side three games in a row, took 16-man squad, five players sitting with you know, a tool in their thumbs. I'd like to see England give George Garton a go. Um, Saki Mahmood didn't have one of his greatest games, but I'm not going to criticise any of the bowlers because England just didn't get enough runs on the board. I think if Liam Livingston's fit, he plays naturally because he's one of England's top, top players. I spoke to him before the game and he said he's just starting to sort of keep food down. So whether he'll be, he'll be ready for tomorrow, I'd be very, I'd be doubtful. I think he might be, might be kept for Wednesday. Do England go with, if Livingston is fit to play, do England leave a seamer out and go to try and win the game by not needing the extra seamer in maybe Zasaki Mahmood? I'd like to see Tamil Mills open a bowling on this surface. If we play on this surface again, I think Tamil Mills has to open a bowling. Go hard with the new ball. Give it a chance to, to, to swing and maybe bounce a little bit and put pressure on the West Indian batsman. Um, from a tactical point of view, I look at that, but goes back to the Red Bull team. If you can't put enough runs on the board, you're not going to win matches. So from a bowling point of view, we always look for bowlers that change up because you carry more bowlers in your squad. Well, to be all, it'll be interesting because you can't really second, you can never second guess Owen Morgan and what he's going to do with his tactics and team selection. Harmy, thank you very much. Uh, Steve Harmison, Gareth Batty, Jared Kimber, Barry Wilkinson, uh, joining myself, Andrew McKenna, uh, as the commentary team for this uh, first T20 international. Uh, we'll be back for the uh, second game, Sunday evening, 7.30. Uh, we are on air for an 8 o'clock first ball. Join us once again uh, for the uh, live commentary and then join us as well on the following on podcast uh, for uh, all of the stories. And don't forget, that includes the Cricket Collective can be downloaded uh, via the uh, following on feed. Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmison taking you around all of the stories in the cricketing world. I'm sure this week's they'll be looking at the first couple of games from this series will that be a series that is tied after one uh, sorry tied at one after two games uh, we'll find out tomorrow evening join us 7:30 here on uh, Talksport 2 even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Anti-racism stance is taken and the game is about to get underway. Cottrell to finish the overbolt in and marches back four steps and gives the salute. Holder in. Banton edges, taking a slip. Poran takes the uh, catch. In he goes to Moen Ali. Oh, it's a wide ball chipped up, caught a point. Moen Ali. Oh, 2020 cricket just turns the game on its head. Here comes Sheldon Cottrell to uh, Vince. He's short. What? He's hit to the covers and he's picked the man out. As he comes in again and balls to Billings and he's outstopped. So that was tremendous bowling there from Akil Hussain. Akil Hussain will start the 11th over. Left arm around the wicket. Dawson pushes. Hit to the offside. He's going to be run out. He's hit it straight to the fielder. Set off down the pitch. And Owen Morgan had no intention of going anywhere. Dawson tried to put the brakes on, ends up in a heap in the middle. Shepard is in, bowls a cutter, Owen Morgan pushes it straight to Kyron Pollard and his innings is over. I was almost going to say he was put out of his misery there. Owen Morgan had struggled throughout the innings. This one has struck in the air, chance for catch at long off, catch taken. So Fabian Allen does his usual little zits and zama. That's what he calls it. And this time is Jordan, the unlucky man. Holder comes in again and bowls, and this time he's hitting it in the air, out to mid-wicket. Chance for a catch, catch, taken. Here he comes in on bowls to Rashid, and Rashid is bowled him. Holder finishes with four for seven, and England have been routed for 103. Mahmood is in, King has flicked this down the leg side. Tamar Mills, the uh, fine leg fielder, is up on the edge of the 30-meter circle, and there's no chance of uh, him being uh, able to cut that one off, and the West Indies are underway with a boundary. That's hit in the air, that's gone out over long on for Hugh Six. Brandon King getting in on the act. First six of the innings for the West Indies. What a way to end the six over. It's all sixes here. Dil Rashid is going to bowl the 10th over, hit the third of his evening. 
and he goes. Oh, beat out to an edge, hope to come forward. Sam Billings appeals for the stumping. Billings is absolutely convinced. And we're not going to need the third umpire to have a look at that one. Through extra cover, beautiful. 49 not out, waiting as uh, Mahmoud goes in, plays this to Long on, takes the single and gets himself a 50. It is his second 50 in international at T20. And he comes, left arm around the wicket. King stays in behind this one, pushes it through point and sets off for one. They touch down, he comes back for a second and the West Indies have taken a 1-0 lead in this T20 International Series. It's a five-match series. The West Indies win by nine wickets. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 